the deadliest mass shooting in this country in 12 days. Unarmed African-American teenager was shot and killed. I am here today not because I want to be. I am terrified. ICE planning raids in as many as 10 cities, targeting thousands of undocumented family members. Last thing I said was, son, I love you. That was the last thing I said. driver of this gray Dodge mows down a group of marchers. We're going to build the wall. We have no choice. We have no choice. Build that wall. Just build walks right wall. into the school, knocks down the build window of my child's build door, and starts shooting, shooting her, build that wall. and killing her. Build that wall. such repetitive, unspeakable tragedies has taken a toll on nearly every community across America. Now, more than ever before, Americans are finding themselves ill, ridden with anxiety, exacerbated by declining health, lack of access to proper nutrition or clean drinking water, climate change, natural disasters, ever-growing costs of living, and other forces that I could continue listing for hours. As an urban planner, I began to ask myself how we got here and how we might learn to carve a pathway out. It was then that I heard this clip of the influential 20th century urban designer, David Lewis. How do we get the citizens together to rebuild their communities in the way they want to live? How do we do that? I don't know what the answer is. The real answer is in success stories at the local level. That's where the real answer lies. How to make things work. How to get the politicians and bankers and, and transportation people and historians and architects and urban designers and citizens all on the same page and recreate something that comes out of grassroots. I began to blend this multidisciplinary approach with my research on Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s beloved community concept, a historically prominent vision King used to promote values of equity into the day-to-day -day lives of communities across the nation. From Atlanta, Georgia, to Houston, Texas, Cambridge, Massachusetts, to Queens in New York, I have spent the last year and a half researching not only how the history behind the beloved community concept developed, but interviewing the people who kept this vision alive through policy, theology, design, and economic theory. Interviews of past colleagues of Martin Luther King, including a tenure colleague, Dr. Virgil Wood, author of the book In Love We Trust, as well as Dr. Harvey Cox, former Harvard theologian professor and author of the books The Secular City and the Market is God, 
carry King's words into a modern-day discussion on the desperate need to nurture love and community in 2019. There's that whole tradition in American life that uh, freedom means my individual freedom as distinct from a community which can be uh, suffocating mm -hmm. or oppressive or just bothersome or whatever. Uh, now, the other tradition in American society is the one represented by King, which is the richest uh, form of human life is, is life lived within a community, a community which is uh, informed by uh, love. The aftermath of nonviolence is the creation of the beloved community. The aftermath of nonviolence is redemption. The aftermath of nonviolence is reconciliation. The aftermath of violence, however, is bitterness. This is the thing I'm concerned about. Let us fight passionately and unrelentingly for the goal of justice and freedom. Let's be sure that our hands are clean in the struggle. Let us never fight with falsehood and violence and hate and malice, but always fight with love so that when the day comes that the walls of segregation have completely crumbled in Montgomery, that we will be able to live with people as our brothers and sisters. It's love, power, and justice. Justice, justice uh, helps love and power to have their appropriate domains. Without justice, it's going to be all power and no love, all love and no power, either one is useless. But when love and power are balanced, that's where you got beloved community. If there was an organization that was interested in including beloved community-related values into their work, whether that be in fair housing or economics, where do you suggest they start? Well, as I said, I think we've been trying to help people personalize this idea to themselves and think about what it does mean to them. And I think the more personal you can make something, the more accessible it becomes to you in terms of taking action on it. But the other thing that we really believe about the beloved community is it is an ideal, but the vision of the ideal that we are working towards is something that you can also embody every day in the work that you're doing and in the way that you move through the world. So we do not have to be in the beloved community for you to be embodying that. That in itself is the beloved community. To keep up with the series, as well as other beloved community-related projects and resources, go to janestheory.com and click on the Beloved Community Project tab. That's J-A-N-E-S-T-H-E-O-R-Y dot com.